Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. just hung up on you? Yeah. What are you gonna do? Well, I'm parked in front of their house right now. I'm just gonna... You're at their house? Isn't that trespassing? I'm not gonna break in or anything. I'm not a TMZ reporter, Steve. Ever since I called, they haven't been answering my phone. I just... I want to figure out what really happened at Lake Clarity. This is important. I figure if they just meet me in person, then maybe they'll allow an interview. I know you want answers, but isn't that a little intrusive? Maybe... It's just that the interview with Barbara went so well, and she gave me their names. She wouldn't have given me their contact if they were going to shoot me down, right? I just want to know more about Allie. Okay, I won't pursue them further if they decline me today, but I've got to try. I get it. Do what you got to do. So, what happened with Natalie? Oh, uh, we made up, sort of. Um, she doesn't like me pursuing the story of late clarity. Why not? She doesn't think this is fascinating? She has her reasons, but I reassured her that I will be pursuing this for journalism and my career. I think she has been more upset about me not calling her after our little field trip. But you were practically asleep. That's what I told her, but I could have at least called. That's true. I'm glad that you two made up, though. Sort of. I mean, I think she wants to meet you. She thinks you're adorable. I showed her some of your interview. Oh, jeez. Well, you you tell her that I'd be happy to meet her. I will. Oh, I forgot to tell you. I'm coming back to Ned next Wednesday. Awesome. Ghostbusters, reunite! Ghostbusters? It's a working name for our investigative duo. How about you come up with something a little more original? I'm going to let you go. The rain has stopped for a moment, so I'm going to see if these people will let me have a chance. Talk to you soon. Bye! Bye, Sam. How can I help you? Hello, my name is Sam, and I've called a couple of times. I was wondering if... How dare you? I thought you were done with this. You reporters just can't get a clue. We're grieving. If you... If I had wanted to talk to you, then I would have. And now you have the nerve to come to my home. Ma'am, I'm sorry. Honey, who is... Fan-freaking-tastic.
Jesus. Hello. Uh, hi. I want to apologize for my wife's unkind actions towards you. Won't you come in? Um, okay. Uh, I'm Sam Parsons. Pleasure to meet you. Alan Sutton, estate planning attorney. Pleasure to meet you, Miss Parsons. I really am sorry. I... Let's be seated first. Oh, okay. Um, your home is really lovely. Thank you. Please, take a seat. Miss Parsons, it is my understanding that you are a reporter of some sort. My wife is a very strong woman. However, losing our daughter has been very traumatic for the both of us. I would like to apologize for her behavior. You need to understand, she's still taking the time she needs to move on. I understand that, sir. I've come because I want to help. I had no intention of intruding on your family's privacy. Barbara Washington gave me your address. I'm trying to find answers for you, for me, for everyone. Barbara Washington? She's Brandon's mom. He was one of the other kids who were found up at Lake Clarity. Oh, I recall. I only met the Washingtons a couple of times. We only knew a few of her friends, as she didn't bring them over much. She spent a lot of time outside the house. I... I feel incredibly guilty that I didn't spend more time with Allison before we before we lost her. Mr. Sutton, how do you know you've lost her? They've never found her body. She's been gone for four months. All her friends were found dead. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to raise my voice. That's okay. I understand. I really do. I lost my sister when I was seven. She was abducted and we never found her. She was eleven. My family searched for her for over a year before we lost hope. She was even featured on that milk carton series. A couple years ago, I registered my DNA just in case someone had found her, dead or alive, but nothing came back from that either. I was grateful that I didn't tell my parents. I didn't get their hopes up. It's the hardest thing I've ever had to face. I have just a few cherished memories with Kaylee. Instead of having a sister, though, she's mostly just been this ghost in my life. And the hardest part has been not knowing what happened to her. There's no real closure. That's why I want to help. I want to find the answers. Find the answers? Uh, honey, how are you doing? I've changed my mind. I'd like to talk to her. Are you sure? You really don't have to. I'd like to. If she's lost her sister, she knows what it must feel like. And maybe she can't return Allison, but... We shouldn't get our hopes about this. What hopes is there to have? Our daughter is gone. But she has a point. I'd like some closure. Hello. Uh, I'm Portia Sutton. Pleasure to meet you formally. Um, hello. Nice to put a face to the voice. I'm Samantha Parsons. What would you like to know? Could you tell me more about Allie, uh, Allison? We loved her very much. She was our eldest daughter. Aubrey is still adjusting to losing her sister. Where's Aubrey? She's at tutoring. She's a competitive speller. Brilliant. Just like her sister was. How did Allie spend her time? What were her interests? Allison was very committed to her studies. She was in the top 10% of her class. She's a very active student through her sophomore year. At the end of her sophomore year, she had fell by the wayside, I'd say... 
She wanted to drop all of her extracurricular activities, and we wouldn't allow for that. Allison promised us she'd continue to earn high marks if we allowed her more social freedoms. I did demand that she remain in NHS and find one extracurricular activity. They're a very important component to getting into colleges. I, I'd know. I'm a dean of admissions. And what did she choose? Choose? As her new extracurricular. Oh, a pottery club. I suppose she could have picked something worse. I think she picked it just to spite me. I don't know, dear. She did make that beautiful vase for your birthday. Her skills improved so much over the years. Did you know that Allison had any interest in Lake Clarity or that she headed up there? We thought she was going on a hike with Aaron and Seth. She spent most of her weekend sleeping over at Aaron's. We aren't bad parents. We didn't realize Allison wasn't being truthful with us. She told us she was going camping with Aaron, but we didn't think that she'd be sulking around in some decrepit summer camp with a bunch of boys. It's not your fault, Portia. We tried to give her more freedom. She was 18. Every day we're haunted by our carelessness for Allison's whereabouts. Alan and Portia seem to have a different kind of relationship with their daughter than, say, Barbara did with Brandon and the other kids. The sons still clearly loved their daughter and had her very best interests at heart. I'd begun to suspect this was just another dead end. Portia and Alan seemed to know less than me. I was just about to conclude the interview when... We visited Seth while he was in the hospital. He was in a state You visited of... Seth? Yes, he was delusional. It was very distressing for Alan and I. We wanted to know if Allison was still alive, but all he was capable of muttering about was some creature, and I imagine he was dehydrated or suffering from exposure. It was just awful to see him in that state. I can imagine. It's a shame that he didn't snap out of it. Last I heard, Lucy decided to admit him to a psychiatric care. Lucy? Seth's mom? Do you know where Seth is now? No, I'm not sure. She admitted him about a month ago, but he may still be there or he may be out. This was huge. All the answers I had been searching for were at my fingertips. I felt like, after so much searching, answers were finally in sight. Of course, the papers had lost track of Seth, and there wasn't any public record of where Seth was institutionalized. But maybe if I could track down his mother, I'd have my answers. Seth's mom was easy to find, perhaps to her chagrin. Something gave me the impression that I wasn't the first person to seek her out in search of answers. My phone call with Lucy Omnison after this break. Hey everyone, it's Pacific. I'd like to tell you about a Fate Crafters Network show, Atheist Apocalypse. 40% of the world's population has disappeared, and no one knows why. All media outlets are gone. Except for one. The dependable KUS9 News at 9 News crew survived the apocalypse and brings you Tri-County news you never thought you could live without. From the constant civil wars raging across the Tri-Counties, to enslaved labor in the form of perpetual inescapable internships, to weathermen who never actually report on the weather, all the seediness that is the entertainment industry, KUS9 News at 9 and its crack staff of personalities are guaranteed to help you see the world you live in in a whole new way. This satirical audio drama is amazing. I love it with all of my heart, and I think you will too. Check it out wherever you find podcasts. Hello? Is this Lucy Omenson? Yes, who's this? 
Hi, my name's Sam Parsons. I have recently met with Barbara Washington and Alan and Portion Sutton, and I'm a reporter for the Denver Public Radio. I was wondering if I could meet with you and your son, Seth. I was hoping to meet with him and get his account of what happened at Lake Clarity. Hello, Sam. I'm sorry to say, but I don't think it would be in Seth's best interest to meet with you. This event has caused him a certain amount of distress, and right now we're trying to rebuild his mental health. We are working towards moving past this trauma. Of course. I'm sure he's had an incredibly hard time recovering from the loss of his friends. Thank you for understanding. If it's my recording that bothers you, I don't have to record Seth. I could lend my ear to him and how he's been processing all of this. I don't think you understand. My son has experienced a severe loss, and it has impacted his sense of reality. He believes his best friends were attacked by a monster. We are finally getting through to him that this is not the case. We just took a step forward, and I do not want him to take two steps back. Can you try to understand? Yes, I'm sorry for the intrusion. I hope you have a pleasant day. Thank you, Lucy. You as well. (sighs) Something told me this wasn't Lucy's first time turning down a reporter. At a loss, I instinctively called Steve. So close and yet so far. This sucks. Yeah, it does. I just wish, I don't know, I really wanted to just talk to him. I know. I'm sorry, Sam. Did you find out what hospital he was in? Allie's parents said that they last saw him at the children's hospital. I don't think he's been moved. At least he's in good care. Yeah, at least there's that. I wonder what he saw up there. Me too. Hmm. Hey... I'm going to look into something. Call you if I find anything. Have a good weekend, Sam. Oh, wait! After the phone call abruptly ended, I went back to my interviews with Barbara and Alan and Portia. I was convinced I was still missing something. But life had other plans for me. Instead of spending more late hours on this side project, Natalie decided I need to spend more quality time with her. We went to a new art installation on Santa Fe. It was a much-needed break, and come Monday, it was hard to focus on my primary assignment. Lake Clarity, however, was ever-present, but I did my best to ignore the urge to delve back into the mystery of the lake. Natalie and I were out to dinner with our friends Tuesday night, and I missed a call. To my surprise, it was a voicemail from Steve. It said, Sam! You won't believe it. Guess what small-town historian just secured an interview with Seth? It was me. I'm coming to Denver tomorrow morning. Can you have your equipment ready and meet me at 9 a.m. in the main lobby of the hospital? I hope so. Call me when you get this. I tried to call Steve back, but it was just after midnight, and he didn't answer. I assumed Steve must be asleep by now to make it down to Denver on time. My head was spinning with excitement. How did he do it? Needless to say, it took everything for me to fall asleep. I woke up to a text from Steve announcing his departure from Ned. After filling up on coffee, I made my way to the hospital lobby and waited impatiently for Steve to arrive. Sam! Steve! I have so many questions. How did you make this happen? I went straight to the source. I sent a letter to Seth Friday morning after you hung up. I explained that we wanted to hear what he had to say and that we believed there was something bigger than bears happening up at Camp Clarity. I left my number and he called. Oh my god, you're my hero right now. Don't get ahead of yourself. Not quite yet. We still have Lucy to deal with. Wait, uh... Seth said he's allowed to have visitors. Actually, the doctors have been encouraging it. I guess they just want to see him interacting with other people. He hasn't had any visitors since he was admitted into this hospital, so we're cleared to visit on their end. However, Lucy has to approve us since Seth is still under her guardianship. And she's probably not very happy with us right now. She told me no. Yeah, but see, Seth turned 18 recently, so we're in a gray area right now. He should technically be allowed to accept or decline his own visitor list. What now? I mean, we're here right now, so what are we going to do? 
Well, we're going to go to the psychiatric ward, and Lucy will probably be there. We may have to get her permission, or they may just allow us in. I guess we'll just have to go and see. (sighs) Ready to go? Yeah. Wow, let's do this. We walked to the hospital. Steve and I prepared ourselves for the worst. More after this commercial break. Hey, everyone. It's Pacific, yet again. I'd like to tell you about another podcast that I'm currently obsessed with. The White Vault. Embark on a journey to the Arctic Circle in this slow-burn horror podcast and discover what's lurking just beneath the ice. The show is found footage-style audio drama that features voices from around the world. So if you have a moment, subscribe to The White Vault or stream it on iTunes, Spotify, or however you listen to podcasts. The White Vault. When you hear it, it hears you. This is Outpost Freestead. I'm reaching out for seizure group and possible rescue services. A storm has stranded us here for over a week. Anyone, please respond. Then go do it then. If we can leave, we need to get moving. This storm is not normal. We must leave. Hi there, I'm Stephen Blackwell and this is Samantha Parsons. We have a 10 o'clock appointment to visit with Seth Omenson. Good morning. Is your name spelt with a P-H or a V? It's a V. I'll just need a form of ID for each of you, either your driver's license or passport. Perfect. Take a seat over there. I'll process these, print your visitor's passes, and we'll have you on your way in just a few minutes. So far, so good. Sharon, they're here. Right over there. Hi there, I'm Lucy Omenson. You must be Steve and Sam. Hello, ma'am. You're correct. I'm Steve. You've been in touch with Seth for the past couple of days. Yes, I know. And you are Sam, the reporter? Uh, yes, I am. Let me be clear. I am very upset about this situation. If nothing else, because I told you I did not think this was the best for Seth and you completely disregarded me. However... The doctors think this may be healthy for Seth. You are the first guest he has requested to visit with him, and you will be meeting with Seth today for one hour, and I will be standing by in the next room for any and every reason which you can think of. Yes, ma'am. You are a very caring mother. Seth is lucky to have such a good mother in his life. He's right. Thank you for saying that. All right, are you ready to go in? Sure. Here you both are. Make sure your passes are placed on the front of your shirts and always visible. Here are your IDs. Thanks. Thank you. The Children's Hospital had some of the best healthcare specialists in the state. This was the best place for Seth to get treatment. Despite knowing this, there was a certain uncanniness here. The halls were brightly colored, and there was vibrant art on the walls, juxtaposing the somber mood that filled the halls. There were so many young people here. After walking down the eerily empty hallways, Lucy stopped and knocked on Seth's door. Seth, sweetie, Sam, and Steve are here. Thanks, Mom. Seth looked normal, like your average American teenager. He had some acne, messy hair. I'd imagined he would be wearing a hospital gown, but he was even dressed in normal clothes. Jeans, a t-shirt, and a hoodie. He appeared comfortable in this room. Hi, nice to meet you guys. Hey, Seth, thanks for meeting with us. My pleasure. All right, Mom. You can go now. Are you sure? You agreed. Okay, all right. Text me if you need anything. Sure. Sorry about that. Mom has been pretty worried about me. 
It's fair for her to worry, but God. Anyways. How are you doing? I'm okay, all things considered. You're recording this? Yeah, but I can turn it off. No, it's not a problem. I don't mind. Steve says you're writing a human interest piece on the frozen dead guy days? Yeah, I am. It's my first real piece with Denver Public Radio. That's really cool. When is it this year? March 9th, March 9th through the, the 10th. 10th. Maybe I'll be out of here by then. I'm in here right now because they think what's happened is enough to make me crazy. What do you remember about Lake Clarity? Steve. What? I'm sorry about that, Seth. Please, don't be. People have been walking on eggshells around me. This is refreshing. A lot of my memories have become fuzzy. They've had me on a lot of different medications since I was admitted here. Let's ease into it, then. Why did you go up to Lake Clarity? I used to have a podcast. It was called Pod in the Woods, you know, like Cabin in the Woods. See, I've always been a huge fan of horror and, and spooky content. In the podcast, we read scary stories, reviewed scary movies, and we even checked out a haunted house one time. After I heard an interview of Don Parker, of a famous writer... Of Under the Floorboards and Beyond the Walls? Yeah, that's him. He was talking about Lake Clarity in this interview, and we'd all been wanting to go on a camping trip anyways, and we decided to take a weekend in May before graduation and spend it up at Lake Clarity. It was a two-birds-one-stone kind of thing. So you were recording a podcast while you were up there? I was trying to. Obviously, that episode never went up. Where has the audio gone? I don't know. I still had my recorder on me when I was running, and then sometime after, the hospital lost it. Do you mind if I ask, what were you running from? I don't... I thought... I've been second-guessing myself a lot about this. About the monster? Yes! Wait, how did you know? I know I may sound insane, but this is why I'm in psychiatrics. Don't be hard on yourself, Seth. You've been through a lot, and Allie's parents told me about what you said. Those two. Was there some bone you had to pick with them? I have every bone to pick with them. I can't believe they just gave up on searching for Allie. I told them that I thought Allie was still alive, and nobody listened. Do you still think she might be alive now? I... I don't know. I think so, but everyone has been telling me how unlikely it is and how crazy I am. She saved me, you know? How did she save you? The night I was found, I was injured. The... I hurt my head. A hatch fell onto my head after... After... Do you need a break, Seth? No, it was after that monster killed Brandon. At the bunker. The hatch hit my head. I was almost knocked out. Definitely out of it. What bunker, Seth? There's a massive structure under the camp in the mines. There are entrances and exits all over the mountainside. Do you remember what happened to Allie? When was the last time that you saw her? We were hiding in the cabin from the monster. Did the monster get her? No, she had gone for help. I was sleeping and she left me a message on my recorder. The one that's lost now. Did you go searching for her? No. I was dizzy. I got away from the cabin. I reached the road. And then that crooked ranger picked me up. She had something to do with those monsters. Seth, you're not making a whole lot of sense right now. She killed her partner, and she would have killed me too. The monster attacked her. She tried to shoot it, and the bullet ricocheted and hit my arm. And that's how I got out of the bunker. I think now it's time to take a break. Just to be clear, I know I sound crazy. I knew what I saw. But the medication and the therapist have been getting to me. I've been worrying, what if it was in my head? All of the evidence, all of the recordings are gone. I, I even had files and, and a picture. 
and it's all gone. No one could find the rangers. No one could find Allie. It's like it was all swept under the rug. I hope you can believe me. But even if you don't, somebody needs to find Allie. Seth, is everything okay? Yeah, Mom. I'm fine. I brought you a drink. Thanks. How's it all going in here? Fine. All right. Oh, shit. Uh, I, I mean, I'm sorry. I could care less. What's the matter? I totally forgot about my interview with Amber. I rescheduled for today, and I'm supposed to be in Ned in an hour. Shoot. Seth, I'm sorry. I have to go. That's all right. I'll come with you. Actually, can you wrap it up here? I forgot my suitcase at the house, but I'll meet you in Ned. Is that all right? Oh, uh, sure. I can do that. And Seth? Yeah? Keep your chin up, okay? I'll keep looking for Allie. Bye, Steve. See you back in Ned. With the excitement swirling around the Seth interview, I had completely forgot about my commitment with Amber. I knew Natalie and Eric would both be infuriated with me if they had known about my error. Everything Seth had to say was enticing, but what was I supposed to do about it? I couldn't deny that monsters did sound a little crazy, but this was different than anything else I had heard thus far. And this was the eyewitness account. Please join me next episode as someone new goes missing and we find out more about the mysteries of Lake Clarity. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.